incredibly exciting. It's really about as a developer, that's an amazing feeling to have. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night, ladies and gentlemen. What? Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the latest PS5. It's episode 83. We're clocking up. Uh, I'm your host today, Mr. Alex Sylvester. With me, as always, is Mr. Sonny Sangera. How you doing, mate? Listen, I'm not surprised you botched the intro. What a week. What a news week. And it's not happening like a week. It's like two days of news. We've got so much to go through. I'm doing great. I'm hyped. I'm excited, obviously, uh, because of all the news and obviously the state of play coming up. But yeah, super excited. Super excited indeed. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have uh, the freshest, latest, well, uh, PS5 news, uh, and we've got some big heavy hitters, as Sonny just mentioned. Uh, we're going to be dump- diving into uh, Bungie and Sony's acquisition this week, hot off the press. We've also got some sales figures for you for the PS5, and Sony San Diego is doing some interesting things. So, if you like what you hear, ladies and gentlemen, like, share, and subscribe, no matter where you're hearing or listening to us from. Leave a nice little comment. Nice to say hello from you guys. And uh, <clears throat> Before we get into all these big news, what have you been playing this week, mate? Uh, what have I been playing? Uh, I've been dying in Returnal. Um, nice. I've been dying in Returnal, and <laughs> I've been dying in Returnal. That's it. I thought, right, let me focus on Returnal and get it the done before Sifu and Horizon. But yeah, exactly oh, that. Yeah. It's just a game that keeps on killing, you know. Um, like Demon so, yeah. Souls, and who's, which is worse, Demon Souls or Returnal? No, I think. Demon Souls is harder, yeah, but Returnal's just annoying because of the saves. But otherwise, Demon Souls is much, much harder than right. Returnal. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's one of those where it, it you've just got to keep doing it, you got to stick with it. It's it's all about speed of the fingers, memory, everything. So it's hard when Returnal obviously roguelike keeps changing itself, so you got to keep waiting until you can feel yeah. it. But yeah, I'm getting there, I'm getting nice, there. Nice, nice, nice. What about yourself? The usual, the usual. I've just figured it out now. You know, I'm just warming myself up for Horizon uh, Forbidden West. So I've just been uh, slowly taking my time around the this whatever world it is. I can't remember what the name of the place is. But anyway, just been uh, killing some massive uh, beasts and monsters. I mean, last time was the Fire Claw, the Frost Claw as well, uh, and some random other ones. And the boys are just egging me on to just complete the whole game. So hopefully by the time the next one gets released, I would have completed the game. I don't know if I'm going to platinum it. I'm not going to be in your platinum, uh, <laughs> you know, what I mean? uh, yeah. league. But I definitely would have completed the game. Uh, but yeah, uh, okay. So um, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thanks for locking in. Uh, and we're going to go dive into the biggest story, uh, which has just come out. And uh, over to you, Sonny. Yeah, I mean, we've all heard it. If you haven't heard it, um, it's massive, and it was kept under secrecy. So. It's a really long one, so bear with us because we want to give you as much detail as possible. So, number one this week, Sony Interactive Entertainment have announced a deal to acquire Bungie for $3.6 billion, which makes it the largest purchase in Sony's history. This is the latest in a string of big-ticket consolidation deals within the games industry as well. So what we're going to do now is there's a lot to go through. So we're going to start with the PlayStation blog post and the official comment from Sony. So this is from Jim Ryan. Today, I'm happy to announce Bungie will be joining the PlayStation family. First off, I want to be very clear to the community that Bungie will remain an independent and multi-platform studio and publisher. 
As such, we believe it makes sense for it to sit alongside the PlayStation Studios organization, and we are incredibly excited about the opportunities for synergies and collaboration between these two world-class groups. I've spent a lot of time with Pete Pares, Jason Jones, and the Bungie management team to develop the right relationships where they will be fully backed and supported by Sony Interactive Entertainment and enabled to do what they do best, build incredible worlds that captivate millions of players. Bungie's world-class expertise in multi-platform development and live game services will help us deliver our vision of expanding PlayStation to hundreds of millions of gamers. Bungie is a great innovator and has developed incredible proprietary tools that will help PlayStation Studios achieve new heights under Herman Holst's leadership. Now we move on to um, Herman Holst, who's head of PlayStation Studios, and he's talking obviously about the exciting acquisition and what it means for gamers. So this is Herman Holst now. I'm, in, I'm absolutely thrilled to announce a new member will be joining the PlayStation family. I've been a fan of Bungie for many years. I have admired and enjoyed the games that they create and have great respect for their skill in building worlds that gamers want to explore again and again. Bungie makes games with outstanding technology that are enormously fun to play. They also have unmatched dedication to the communities that play their games, and everyone at PlayStation and PlayStation Studios will be excited about what we can share and learn from them. I've spent a great deal of time with the senior team at Bungie, and it is clear their experience and skills are highly complementary to our own. We will be ready to welcome and support Bungie as they continue to grow, and I cannot wait to see what the future holds for this incredible team. And then we finally move on to Pete Parsons, who is the CEO of Bungie. This is a long one, guys, if it isn't already. <laughs> Please. We believe games have limitless potential and that to do anything worthwhile in entertainment, we must beg, bet big on our vision, on our studio, and on our incredible team of trusted creators who build unforgettable worlds that truly matter to people. In Sony, we have found a partner who unconditionally supports us in all we are and who wants to accelerate our vision to create generation spanning entertainment all while preserving the creation the creative independence that beats in Bungie's heart like us sony believes that game worlds are only the beginning of what our ips can become together we share a dream of creating and fostering iconic franchises that unite friends around the world families across generations and fans across multiple platforms and entertain entertainment mediums. Today, Bungie begins our journey to become a global multimedia entertainment company. And this is really interesting because he wants to highlight some key things here. Creative freedom. Since taking flight in 91, Bungie has always charted the future with our own star map, a path that has driven by our people and for our community. We are continuing that journey with new worlds in development and we can't wait to share them with you. With Sony, the potential for our universes is unlimited. Our future games will take bold steps into unexplored spaces for Bungie, continue to push the boundaries of what is possible and will always be built on a foundation of creating meaningful lifelong relationships and memories. We remain in charge of our destiny. We will continue to independently publish and create, creatively develop our games. We will continue to drive on unified Bungie community. Our games will continue to be where our community is, wherever they choose to play. With Sony's support, the most immediate change you will see is an acceleration in hiring talent across the entire studio to support our ambitious vision. 
If this speaks to you and you want to help us put a dent in the universe, we are hiring across all disciplines for Destiny 2 and for all worlds beyond. Three decades and counting. This is the last section. What makes, world, what makes our worlds come to life is our community and our people in the studio. Our people are the soul of Bungie. Empowered by our people, we have pushed the boundaries of what we thought was possible and transformed who we are as a company. Over the past 30 years, the inviting worlds we've built have turned into thriving communities, and that community is the true magic. These communities have taken Bungie beyond games. They have forged lifelong bonds and humbled us with the real meaningful good they drive within us and the world. More than anything, Sony understands that our people and our community are both the priority and the heart of our success and are willing to stand alongside us as we continue to use our platform to drive action towards a more welcoming and equitable world. Our goal is to build a world where the world's most creative and talented people can come and do their best work, no matter who they are, where they are from, or how they identify. That's the real dent in the universe we want to make, the one we want to last beyond us. Be a part of the future with us. See you, Starside. Pete. Okay, so that's a lot to take in, Alex. So let's go through the key facts of the deal and Mm -hmm. what it means going forward. So number one, we're going to start with this one and we'll have a chat about it. Bungie will be an independent subsidiary of SIE run by a board of directors consisting of current CEO and chairman Pete Parsons and the rest of the studio's current management team. So before we move on to the next one, Alex, let's talk about that. Sony, first time ever, they've hired a company similar to Bethesda, where Bethesda runs alongside Xbox. We're going to be seeing uh, Bungie running alongside PlayStation. So they're a part of the PlayStation family. Mm hmm but they're not in the PlayStation Studios umbrella, if that makes sense. That's crazy, isn't it? But that just shows you, to me, (laughs) like, yeah, yet yet is a good good (laughs) one there. But it shows me that Sony understand that if you want to pull someone in like Bungie, you can't have it all your way, can you? Yeah, yeah, it's true. But I think especially right now, um, I mean, the acquisition just got announced. I mean, is it a done deal? Is it actually it's done. Been, it's done? It is completely done. It is done. Well, I guess uh, well, in that sense, then yeah, I guess it would make sense to kind of just show that they've still got their separate visions, which is the main reason that the initial investors, you know, for both Bungie and Sony were, you know, obviously they respect Bungie's vision and that's the reason why they're, um, or they invested in the company. Um, it's going to be interesting to see exactly how things turn, obviously. I mean, we all know how these acquisitions happen. Yeah, you want to keep everybody nice and sweet to make sure that they're happy with the, um, the IPs that they have and nobody wants them to be touched because they're quite valuable and it doesn't make sense you know just sticking um solid snake into destiny right now it's (laughs) too soon but um but yeah at the moment keep everybody sweet just keep all the engines running as they need to uh and then i guess in the next couple of years we'll start to see more consolidation um obviously bungie brings a massive um asset uh to sony you know for the uh free well not free to play but live to play games Mm-hmm. you know with destiny and destiny 2 um and these are uh, this is a technology a proprietary technology which they've got a lot of experience with so it's going to be interesting to see exactly how sony can incorporate that into their brand definitely well you mentioned it there you know mmo pvp online marketplace these are all things that bungie you know are experts at and sony one mm-hmm. piece you know and yeah. that is one of their weaknesses which is the online platform mm-hmm. um you know and it's interesting because Bungie, they revitalized the first person shooter with Halo and yeah. it changed the generation and it changed the genre completely. Big time. And then yeah. even though there was online concurrent games, live service games, Destiny was the true first one for console. 
that right. exploded because obviously you had World of Warcraft, which was forever League of Legends. Yeah, all these games, but it never migrated to console. And Destiny kickstarted that, and you know that's the one that's kept going since the launch mm-hmm. of PS4. You know, it's been yeah. massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm not surprised. And it makes it really interesting now because if you are, I want to get I want to get into Mindshare in a bit. But if you are a, a, a independent publisher or a developer now, and you're big, you think to yourself, well, if Sony. Are, that we could join Sony now because they're not, we're not going to be a PlayStation studios. We can be a subsidiary of them, you know, like Bungie are, you know, if they're big enough, of course, and can warrant the, the product to show that they, they should be. Yeah. It makes it a lot more interesting now for people, you know, hyper, this is hypothetical or, you know, like if Konami or Capcom or square or somebody was available, but they didn't want to be taken into the PlayStation brand. Now they don't have to, because they can look at the way Bungie has been purchased and be like, okay, yeah. there's possibilities there. Yeah. Which makes definitely. it, which makes it interesting. But um, mm-hmm. Alex, they're going to remain a multi-platform studio with the option yeah. to self-publish and reach players wherever they choose to play. Sony's given them free reign, like totally free reign. They have. They've given them a lot of free reign. And it's, this is good to see, you know. And I think this kind of comes off the back with, um, you know, with uh, MLB, the show being on uh, on Xbox, you know. And it's, mm-hmm. it's it was a... It was a bit of shell shock for a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, seeing the Sony logo uh, on the Xbox, but you know, the world didn't come to an end. You know, and I think, uh, especially with this, uh, the recent, well, the biggest transition, um, transactions already acquisition with Microsoft, Activision, and Blizzard. You know, I guess everybody initially is thinking, oh no, this is they're going to be taking all these major franchises. Um, but you know, Microsoft has already come out saying that no, we're actually going to share it. We're just going to make sure that it is still cross-platform. So I think we're starting to see a culture now where these big, you know, companies that were once at war are now kind of working together to see the benefit of actually um, making games and these IPs multi-platform because it makes money you know why if it's just not broken why why try and fix it so um the fact is that they're actually allowing bungie as well to do the same you know to have complete free reign um and you know as they mentioned in one of their plans yeah to go um to all platforms mm-hmm. and one thing that you know obviously we mentioned in the chat um about uh, destiny 2 the one big platform that they're not on right now is the switch you know so that needs to happen you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i'm guessing that's that's still you know, if this deal didn't happen, maybe that would have been a bit more difficult to to work out, maybe, or it could have, you know, taken place, you know, further down the line. But the fact is that they've actually made that one of their, you know, key cornerstones, you know, as, as part of this deal to make sure that they can get their IP, such as Destiny, onto um, as many systems as possible is a good thing. So, mm-hmm. um, and I'm just, I'm just liking this, this new industry now, you know, it's more collaborative. Everybody realizes their strengths, you know, Microsoft has got their own, Sony's got their own and Nintendo. So, it's just going to be interesting to see exactly so, how it works out. No one's talked about this, but I want to throw it to you. Okay, I'm going to go back to what I said earlier, Mindshare. Now, Alex, hear this out. You are Sony. The first big deal is, is Bethesda to Xbox. Then, obviously, the, what people need to understand is ever since 360 and the launch of the Xbox One, Microsoft has played catch-up, right? They've mm. tried everything they can from uh, let's be serious, let's be gamers, let's try and compete with Sony on the same threshold. And it didn't work under any circumstance. The PS4 trounced it. So Microsoft had their back against the wall and they did the right thing, which is Mm -hmm. go consumer focused. This is where we saw Game Pass, value for money, where they just practically gave everything away to regain 
mindshare, regain trust, regain gamers, because the amount of people that switched from one to PS4 was insane, right? Now, they bought Bethesda, and Microsoft obviously had a renewed confidence over the years that they've built that trust back up with gamers. And they've turned around and they've said, like, you know, some games will be exclusive, some games, you know, it will be based on a decision basis by basis. Then they purchase Activision. Yes, we're going to, we plan to, you know, fulfill all contractual obligations, but they didn't say about anything after. So it always made you wonder, would they, wouldn't they, would they, wouldn't they? And then Sony, I don't know, it's something about this and the wording of it. Like Sony have just said, yeah, look, we've purchased Bungie, who have one of the biggest shooters in the world, but we're not going to make decisions here and there. Not just Destiny, every single Bungie game that's currently in development will be available and everything. It's like they've curveballed Microsoft and said, okay, you are the goody two shoes to many gamers with the value proposition and you do everything gamers first mentality, but you've taken some games away from PlayStation in your acquisitions already with Bethesda, but we're not going to do that with you. So now Microsoft are going to have to look at it and think if they take one game away, it looks bad because Sony yeah. have phrased this in such a way, haven't they? Where they're yeah. just, look, we've bought Bungie. They're not a part of PlayStation Studios. They're just part of the PlayStation family. Everything is the same. <laughs> no exclusive DLC, no exclusive timing on expansions. We're going to expand. We're going to throw money at Bungie. They can do what they want. So if Microsoft turn around now and go, yeah, we're going to fill the Call of Duty contract, then we're going to take it. They can't now because it's yeah. going to look bad on them, isn't it? That's what I'm saying. It it's is. like the way it's been worded deliberately, hasn't it? It is, it is. And it, at the end of the day, it comes down to dollar signs. And I think with Sony acquiring Bungie, I mean, they realize the more people they can get to play Destiny, you know, the, the better, you know. So, yeah, why, why would they do that? And I guess it's kind of, yeah, that, I guess they, it's a, it's a weird, it's, it's a very weird scenario to be in, actually. Yeah, they're being quite generous. I mean, if anything, by right, what they should do is just hold it and just say, no, Destiny's not going anywhere else. This is ours. If you want to play it, you have to come to our platform. Mm. But no, they're, they're sharing it out. They want to put it on everything, including the Switch, your fridge, anything that has an Android or a PC, <laughs> you know, maybe running in the back, background. Mm. So, yeah, it does make, uh, it does put um, Xbox into a weird position. But remember, they also have their Game Pass. You know, they've, they've already got their cloud vision for the future. So they know that if, essentially they will have uh, PlayStation fans purchasing Game Pass, you know, they because they, they already are hooked on the drug that is COD, you know, and no matter where it goes, um, they will find a way to play it. So if that means paying £10 a month to Xbox, that's fine, you know. Mm. So Xbox is like, well, that's fine. We we're definitely going to get that subscription money. So that that's cool. Right now, Sony has a game, you know what I mean? They have an IP, you know, and they don't really have... Um, they don't have a service as of yet, you know, but so, I mean, I don't know. It can, it can go either way. You know, I guess only time will tell. You know, mm, time well, tell. I mean, obviously they said that Destiny 2 will remain as a multi-platform game with full cross-play remaining unchanged. Yeah. To give you an idea, Alex, about Destiny, a slow day in Destiny Online, so yeah. a, a really slow day for Destiny, averages 800,000 players a day worldwide. Yeah, That's yeah. a slow day, yeah, right? Yeah. What's and... You know what I mean? That's crazy. And over 1 million pre-orders are already in for just an expansion pack for the game. Wow. So, you know, okay. from a console yeah, yeah. standpoint, this is World of Warcraft. You know, this is revenue. I mean, Sony have also announced that the Witch Queen expansion, which launches on February 22nd, will be available on the platform of your choice. Mm -hmm. Bungie's goal is to maintain the same great experience you already have across all platforms. 
Yeah. Uh, and all future titles that are currently in development, again, the wording there, will not be PlayStation exclusive. So uh, Matter, which people are talking, is the next big revolutionary game that will change things, is... Okay. It's under wraps. It's under guard. Nobody knows. But nobody knows as well. Okay, but it's a shooter. We know it's a shooter. In, right? in, investors have seen it and pumped money into Bungie. You know, capital into Bungie. That's why obviously Sony must have really liked what they saw and decided to pay out, including NetEase. To, to let NetEase go of Bungie is quite a feat, especially mm. when new laws have come into China. You would think that the Chinese conglomerates like Tencent or NetEase mm. would want to keep stakes in the likes of Activision and Bungie yep. to make sure they had cover for that lost revenue mm-hmm. but i mean you look at the strengths of what bungie bring and you ask the question was it a lot of money so the final question i have for you on this topic why is sony spending 3.6 billion dollars on bungie i think for myself um it's the biggest gap that they had in their arsenal of games was a, F- a solid FPS. They, they've had solid FPSs in the past that have had high Metacritic scores, but they just never connected with gamers. They love Fortnite. They've invested $450 million into owning a small, like 4% of Epic just to yep. have a piece of Fortnite. You yep. know what I mean? Um, but now they have it, you know, Fortnite, PUBG, and Destiny. You know, they, they have Destiny. They have one. Of, they now have one of the top three service games in their portfolio. And I think 3.6 billion is what it would have you would have to go so high to just to get them talking and obviously this deal was not a reaction to Microsoft they showed pictures and everything that this was being talked about mid 2021 you know the talk yeah. started for this deal yeah but I think the big thing is as you're going to cuz you're going to touch on it about uh, what Sony's plans are in the future in a later news story that they want the tech don't they? they? They want Bungie's know-how. It's the brains, it's the knowledge, it's the technology that they already have, the engines, everything. Yeah. That's going to push PlayStation franchises forward in the next 10 years. Um, yeah, definitely. But I mean, that's a that's what you pay for, right? You're paying for that potential in the future. That's what you pay for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, even though we are going to be touching on it, we'll be echoing what we're saying. But I mean, Sony is also a partner in this deal. Yeah, so Bungie's mm-hmm. got their own, you know what I mean? They're quite autonomous. They can do what they need to do and they also know their shit. You know, they also know how to bring a massive multiplayer game, live service online and they've got, you know, the manpower to make sure that that keeps online. But Sony has valuable IPs and even some IPs that really haven't really, you know, had their chance to flourish, you know, the likes of uh, Killzone, you know, uh, or Sogum or even uh, Resistance, you know, I mean, if they were able to utilize, uh, you know, Bungie's technology to expand those games, um, you know, obviously that's going to be very valuable to them, you know, and then another side to look at it is Sony also brings um, their tie-ins with the Hollywood industry, mm. you know, obviously we've seen with uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man's one of the biggest franchises and IPs in the world right now, if not the biggest, and, you know, with that uh, with with that arsenal, you know, to um, in you know what Sony has, um, they can also you could potentially could see the likes of having Destiny the movie, you know, or oh, 100%, what any hundred percent, hundred percent. But you I know, think, and like you're talking about people like lining up to actually just get the latest DLC, you know. And the fact is that they've managed to keep their fans, you know, for the past mm. how many years has it been out? Destiny 2013. Two, like three, well, de- well Des- Destiny two. No, Destiny two was later, but to Destiny has been out since two thousand thirteen. Okay. They said so it was a ten year game, so it's, right. been, so it's been like long. That. It's been long, just like you know. I mean, we're looking at a franchise potentially which is going to be, you know, as captivating as I don't know for this new generation, as say um, like Lord of the Rings or even uh, Game of Thrones. You know what I mean? Because they're mm. going to be there's going to be players out there who are invested into these storylines and they want to see that translated to well, some type you, of medium. 
I tell you what, the, I mean, we, can, we when we had it, we can go back and you can mm-hmm. listen to the episode, that a special episode we did with Destiny Elite player Nico, uh, Nico yeah. Di Maria, and he spoke about how Activision messed up Bungie because oh. obviously you've got to remember Bungie was a part of Activision and yeah. Activision really made them do things they didn't want to do, i.e. Destiny 2. They just wanted to build Destiny, Destiny, Destiny. Yeah, yeah. This is what excites me the most, Alex, is the fact that Bungie, who are one of the biggest... Um, you know, change agents in the industry. When they make yeah. something, they change the industry. You know what I mean? Similar to like Nintendo, what they do with their fun games and like carting games and platform. Platformers is probably Nintendo's biggest change agent. Sony's yep. is narrative storytelling. Bungie's is shooters and they change it. And mm-hmm. think about a Bungie now, unrestricted, mm-hmm. unlimited wallet, Sony yeah. support, Sony tech, and they're still on all the platforms. Like you yeah, said, yeah. now they have the means and the assets to be able to get the game onto Switch. You know what I yeah, mean? And yeah. they're already on Stadia. I think they have like five, 6,000 concurrent players a day on Stadia. Which I played I it on Stadia and it works. It works. That's what I'm saying. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And it's just it's such an exciting time yep. for Bungie. And I think the reason... And before anybody says, oh, you were shitting and talking down about the Activision deal but you're all happy when Sony have bought Bungie. It's not that. It's the fact that Sony were completely transparent and Bungie were in this press release and just said that there are no exclusives. Do you know what I mean? We are multi-platform. If Sony had turned around and says, oh, we're going exclusive, you would have had the same me with the Activision. Yeah, I would have been like, ha ha, fuck you. But at the same time, I'd be like, that's still stupid because you're taking games away from players who want to play this game. Like, I've got a friend who will literally not play any he's clocked up about four thousand hours in destiny on pc and if a dad yes. left pc would have hurt the brand 100%. yeah 100%. yeah yeah definitely so i'm i'm happy because everybody's still gonna have access to destiny and now i'm excited to see what a, a financially backed free-reigned bungee can do you know what i mean and so, for Sony as well. I mean, look exactly, how much they man. can now pull in. Is that's going to be oh, their pocket's going to be nicely lined. I tell you what, that Last of Us factions <laughs> just went from a multiplayer game oh, to yeah. an online service. Oh, you could you imagine? Mean? You know what I mean? Oh my god, that would be sick. <laughs> because oh the, yeah, if you go be, back yeah. and play the first Last of Us factions, it was a multiplayer mode, but it had a story mode, and it was like an online game that you were playing yeah. because yeah, you had yeah. your own world hub and stuff. Now it's going to go on a whole other level. You yeah. know what I mean? That game is yeah. going to grow and grow yeah. and grow. It's gonna, oh and you know you're going to see special appearances from PlayStation characters and Destiny and stuff like that. Yep. So, yeah. And what I really am excited to see and what I would love to see is Bungie make like a, a real narrative-driven de- spin-off of Destiny, like a story-driven narrative game based in space. Oh, with Sony's backing. Oh, my God. Lord have mercy! Can I can't wait that. for that. You know, no, what I mean? no, no, no. That's that's gonna happen. That has to happen. Exactly. That has to happen. You know yeah, they mean? can do it, and they can have that tie into the movie as well. You know, they can just play that whole. Metaverse. It'll be a TV show, man. It'll, It'll be, be a TV, TV show. show. Yeah, you, you know, know what I mean. It has to like be Netflix. Netflix. It'll be again. <laughs> I always mention exclusive. it. I, I, I always mention it. Just go and watch the Expanse. It's everything, right? You know what I mean. But I yeah, mean, speaking true. of Sony, they didn't just talk about Bungie. There was a nope. lot more they spoke about. Alex, I'm going to throw it over to you because you've yeah, got yeah. a huge news story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, it's been a very interesting week, as you said. Sony Interactive Entertainment announced a whole bunch of numbers during le- its latest financial results. So let's uh, break them down for you. Uh, the PS5 has now shipped 17.3 million units worldwide, ladies and gentlemen, with their format whole are shifting another 3.9 million systems during the three-month period ending uh, December the 31st, so to the end of last year. The PS4 is still there, and it's just, that's shipped 
116.9 million. Oh, that's just not dying, is it? Uh, units globally uh, since its launch in November 2013. Uh, but due to the shortage uh, in components, the PS5 is now behind the PS4 at the same time frame. The PS4 sold 20.2 million at the you know at the same time uh, during its life cycle. Um, but also, the uh, we have some news about the PlayStation Plus subscription. Um, the subscription count has hit 48 million worldwide subscribers, um, and the figure is up 0.6 million on the previous subscription milestone during the same, pay- same period last year. Uh, the PlayStation Network counted 111 million monthly active users. Wow. 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 Let's just, just take that. Why did they buy Bungie again? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Because they got changed like that, you know what I mean? Exactly, that, that man. That's massive. Monthly active users. I mean, that that's astonishing, man. I mean, those are the mm. figures that you know Xbox wants to get to. You exactly, know what I mean? Hopefully, that's massive. yeah. All right. So, uh, sales for the PlayStation business dropped, however, uh, by eight percent year on year due to lower sales of the hardware, peripherals, and games, uh, both first and third party. Operation income, yeah, we do talk about that. Grew uh, by um, twelve point one billion yen year on year due to uh, lower expenses and an improvement in PS5 hardware profitability. As we saw with the latest uh, PS5 revision, where they, they shrunk something as small as the, uh, the cool sink, the cooling mm-hmm. sink in the PlayStation, so that saved them a bit of cash. Um, the second best quarter in the PlayStation business uh, history for revenue and the best operating income during the holiday season, Q3. The calendar year 2021 gaming generated 24.87 billion in revenue, up 8.9% on 2020. Uh, and for comparison, Microsoft announced their best ever year for gaming and network revenue, which was 16.28 billion for 2021. 67.5% of all games sold in 2021 were digital purchases compared to the 62.9 in uh, 2020. And Sony is expected to manufacture and ship 22.6 million PS5 consoles by March 31st, 2022. It's now aiming for 19.3 million because of what we said. <laughs> what we've, I feel like we spoke about it for over a year now. You know <laughs> what I mean? Sure we have always stopped. all these chips. There's not enough chips. But yeah, some impressive figures, really impressive figures. And I mean, it, it's it's obvious, you know. I mean, the PlayStation, as soon as it's in stock, it's sold out. You know, scalpers are still going crazy for it. And everybody, the one thing that's on everybody's mind is how much would have Sony have sold on PlayStation 5? if there weren't chip shortages, mm-hmm. if they could keep stocks, you know what I mean? If people could just walk straight into a store and pick up a PlayStation 5. I mean, this would have easily been the hottest selling console of all time. Would have been, you know, it's would just... it, I got all excited when the PS4 launched because it was neck and neck with the Wii. Um, because yeah. again, it was, it was massive, right? And the PS5 was tracking ahead of the PS4 and the mm-hmm. Wii um, until obviously everything happened and the pandemic kicked in. And yeah. they both shot past... Um, the PlayStation 5 now and that's a shame because I really wanted to see could the PS5 keep pace with the Wii because eventually the Wii broke away from the PS4 and then it you know when it got to the end it died just mm-hmm. like it, it just felt like it was Monday it was selling like hot dates Tuesday no one bought a Wii again it was weird <laughs> but it was really it's really interesting to see how the PS5 was doing um, mm-hmm. so yeah it's a shame that that happened and we, you know, they were bullish. They were like, we've secured the components, but it doesn't matter if you secured the components or not. You know, you, you know. mentioned it at the end. They, they had planned to manufacture 22.6 million and they've revised yeah. that down to 19.3. You know, that's all that's 3.3 yeah. million that they've already said that, yeah, we can't make it. We yeah. just don't have the bits for it. So 
exactly you know less disappointment for the investors and like we've already well we, as we mentioned in previous weeks uh i mean they're going to be uh increased production on the playstation 4 so uh, that figure of 116.9 million units currently is going to go up and uh you know they, they don't they don't want that system to die do they they want to mm. at least get it to 120 million and then they can call it all said and done but um interesting like really, really good figures, man. Really good. I mean, despite in spoil, despite or in spite of what's going on in the world, they still managed to smash it, and mm -hmm. they're gonna have strong sales throughout the year. So uh, yeah, man, good for Sony. What's That's next? Um, so obviously it's it's still numbers and everything like that. Um, Sony's chief financial officer, Hiroki Tokoki, has revealed during nice. the company's latest earnings call that the hardware manufacturer plans to ship ten live service games by 2026. Speaking in wake of the company's recent acquisition of Destiny 2 developer Bungie, Totoki-san also revealed that its latest addition to the PlayStation Studios family is working on a major new IP, which is codenamed Matter, and that Sony plans to take full advantage of Bungie's live service expertise going forward. I mean, live service is a thing. It does well. I mean, the fact that Sony has the pillar of, you know, we've got a pillar of our narrative driven games, but now we're moving into live service as well. That, I mean, it's all the destiny stuff that probably counts for three or four, you know, the expansions will count into that. So that's probably about four of those 10 last of us factions, five of the 10, the twisted metal game is probably going to be, um, you know, the rumored game is probably going to be a live service as well i think everything yeah. that's going to have an online component exactly but alex know. you look at the three pillars now for sony mm. narrative driven single player Bam. vr yep. and live service now imagine a live service game in vr oh my god like, you know. <laughs> and that is the future but alex you, that's it. sorry i'm gonna cut you off because this is yeah, where yeah. i'm gonna blow your mind go on you mix bungie's tech mm -hmm. with an online component for vr like home okay. yeah well that's that's, that's it. it the, the, that's the text it. there you know what i mean that's it right there i mean that that matter game what they're talking about it could also be known as meta you know i mean that's <laughs> that's what they're doing they're just trying to fuck with our minds but uh yeah i think that's what it is you know sony has seen that yeah bungie is going to be be a major component in the psvr2 plans going forward uh and combining that with like just it being an uh, online service like game service it's going to be you know it's just going to be printing money for them and you know they've got they've got destiny. They know how it works. As soon as they they can make it, uh, you know, just feel seamless for any newcomer into the PSV or the VR industry um, to pick up a PSVR two, put it on their head, and just dive straight into Destiny, a well known IP and brand that people already know and love and trust. You know that's that's worth its weight in gold. I mean, it just makes that three point six billion look like pocket change as to what they could potentially be making in the next you know five to ten years. You know as they as they do their plans, but. I just love this guy's name. I mean, Hiroki Tokoki. I mean, you smashed it, man. You got it. Yes. <laughs> you got it, man. You got it right. I just had yeah, to take a breath don't... before I read the sentence to make yeah, sure that yeah, I get it right. We don't always get the names right, but this one should be a bit easier. Um, as uh, big as Bungie's acquisition was, PlayStation isn't done for the year. When speaking to GameIndustry.biz, good website, check it out, people. Uh, Jim Ryan a nice easy name for us, uh, was clear that players should expect more regarding acquisitions. Negotiations are currently ongoing, which is, you know, this is, it just feels like 2020, 2022 has been a year of acquisitions. That's what it feels like. It will be, you know, it will be known as, because everybody just wants to consolidate right now. And like you mentioned just a while ago, mate, in terms of the type of acquisition that Sony did with Bungie, giving them the free reign, but also having the, you know, the backing of a stable 
uh, or at a very uh, popular uh, console, mm -hmm. you know, it just makes it makes Sony more appealing. Yeah. You know, and I mean that's that's now going to be the the toss up. Yeah, obviously, uh, Microsoft is still trying to work out their Game Pass. It, it's it's going to work, and it will work in what the next what five years maybe. But Sony has a product right now, which you know, and it has a great following. You know, there's as you can see, loads of active gamers. It just makes sense. So it's going to be very interesting to see the value of these new companies now, because obviously we saw what they they had Crunchyroll for one point five billion. Mm -hmm. That was that was. I mean that was amazing when that happened, you know, mm -hmm. and like uh, you know all these other com com all these other companies, you know, like um, Square Enix, you know, has been thrown up there, you know. I mean the, the valuation of that is like well probably like half a billion, maybe a bit more now. But I do think that all these companies are now going to suddenly increase their value because the bidding war is going to begin. 100%, you know, yeah, 100%, yeah, and like and Sony's showing that yeah they're not they're not they're not scared of throwing a bit, um, throwing some change. They don't mind making it rain. Well, and uh, it's interesting as well because obviously we've found out that um, um, the deal for Activision is going to be looked at by the federal government, you know, mm. and not just the uh, just the FTC as well. So it's getting double scrutiny on that deal, whereas Sony are yeah. flying under the radar where yeah. it's not picking up, uh, you know, dodgy, oh, is this too dangerous for the industry? Are they having a monopoly on there? You know, they, they're being quietly. And I'm going to call it out now. 1047 games developers of Splitgate. We spoke about Splitgate a couple of yep. months ago. That game is huge. Yeah. So big, it had 10 million players at one point and it was only in beta. Um, it's a mix nice. of Halo meets Destiny meets Portal and it's only just going into its first season now coming out of beta. It's a really popular game. It's multi-platform. It's what yep. Sony now obviously are looking at. Yep. 1047 games will probably look at that and think, do you know what? We can have autonomy from sony and st still focus on splitgate you yeah. know um but you said it before i think so even though that makes sense sony will look to acquire companies where ip can be changed into multimedia ips you know like yeah. movies and yeah. tv shows like you said so we are looking at um potentially the capcoms or the konamis or Ooh, things like that the big you know boys. what i mean, you know oh, what I mean? That happen? But yeah that could happen but it'll know. be interesting you know it'll be really really interesting but before we move on uh yeah. one guess who do you think who do i think they're gonna take i don't know i mean i got my money on uh square mm. <laughs> you know, I think it's a good bet makes it's sense bet. yeah yeah yeah. it's a japanese company they've been with them since day dot you know after it didn't really work out with nintendo so yeah why not you know mm. why not 100%. And uh, especially with uh, Final Fantasy coming out, the next uh, the rumored what Final Fantasy Seven Part Two, um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we hear that money in the year. How about you? Mm -hmm. uh, like, as I said, I think ten forty seven. Just ten forty seven. Uh, yeah, I think they'll go for the split gate dev. But Anybody we'll else? Any wild cards? Uh, it's hard because to to purchase a Japanese company is quite tough. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, it could be a UK based company. Um, you know, it'd be really interesting, but you got you got to remember now that you mentioned it. There is a bidding war. EA spoke in their financials about how they're looking to acquire, not be acquired. Um, you know, Microsoft will still be looking to move. Let's not forget THQ Nordic <laughs> by everybody hey, under the sun, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and NetEase and Tencent are flush with cash, they might just do it again. They'll be like, right, let's just buy somebody, let's put money in someone else and wait for one of the big two to come and get them. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so it'll be really interesting to see what I'll happens. Throw one out there. Just throw one out there before we move on to the next uh, news. Um, Bandai Namco. Please, please. 
please just get Tekken on PlayStation. Just get, yeah, that's it. That's, you know it. I mean? that's it. Game, set, and match. You know what <laughs> I mean? You've got the best fighter out there. But anyway, uh, speaking of that, are we moving on to... We are. Um, just to let listeners know, uh, we're recording on a Wednesday night. Um, oh, yeah. There was a brief... Obviously, there was news that there was a Gran Turismo 7 state of play. It's 14 minutes away, so you're going to see us speed this episode up really fast now because we're going to do a live reaction <laughs> to that. Um, also, uh, just a quick news break that uh, tomorrow, which, uh, again, you would have seen it by the time you're listening to this, is a Ghostwire Tokyo presentation, which will launch in March. So keep an eye out for that one. Or if you haven't, go and watch it on YouTube because it should be available now. Number five. Yep. Good news for you. Uh, good news for those of you who make frequent use of Discord and a PlayStation console. The immensely popular community's messaging service is now officially rolling out on PlayStation functionality. This means that by connecting your PlayStation and Discord accounts, you can share your PS5 and PS4 gaming activities through Discord. Discord's announcement reads, once your Discord account is linked, the game you're currently playing on either PS4 or PS5 will be shown as your activity, just like that. Alex, I haven't got much to say about this. Uh, yeah, Discord, I don't think there's um, anything else to say. It's just like it's Discord massive. should have done it a time ago. Exactly. <laughs> but but like Xbox users have been using that. They're thinking, come on, Sony, keep up. But, uh, exactly. but yeah, I'm glad it's happening. But uh, on to you, mate. Cool. All right, then. Uh, Sony San Diego Studio has announced fresh details on the upcoming MLB The Show 2022 on the PS5, revealing the next generation version of the baseball title will boast a number of enhanced features, including 4K and targeted 60 FPS. Uh, in addition, MLB The Show will be will boast full DualSense functionality, including haptic feedback, as well as support for the console's Tempest 3D audio. The development team also revealed that players will be able to enjoy a new stadium creator option, allowing you to build your own ballpark with streamlined unit interface with support for night games. Oh, yeah, night games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not really that big of a fan of baseball, but anyway, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, so um, it's, it's popular. I mean, the fact that yeah. it's on Game Pass, but it's yeah. still sitting in the top five best-selling games of 2021 shows you oh, yes, how big is. that game could have been. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't on Game Pass, it could have been in the top two, top three, maybe. So, so it's getting bigger and obviously the big bigger. news as well that MLB the show 22 will make its debut on the Nintendo switch. Oh yes. Well. So oh, again, yes. baseball fans who want to play on the move can do so. You know what I mean? Now imagine how amazing and it will have cross save. I was going to say with the cross yeah, save, right. you can play at home. <laughs> hyped up about this. <laughs> take it to the, uh, take it on the go, smash yep. some teams, come back, put it back onto the PS5 and carry on from there. You know, you so, know what? That actually might make me pick up the game, you know. So, um, yeah, so that's a good move. It's a really good move. It's massive, you know. If I knew baseball, I'd play it. But I know we got a lot of baseball fans who are listening. So, uh, get ready for the show 22. Okay, <laughs> uh, so we'll move on then. Um, we've yeah. got a news rundown, which is obviously just quick news that we'll run through um, just so you guys are up to date. Mm-hmm. Alex, we'll just go one by one because there's a lot. Go. Cool. Speaking during its latest... Earnings call overnight. EEA CEO Andrew Wilson confirmed that the publisher Behemoth has three to four unannounced games in development. Obviously, we spoke about one of them last week, which was Need for Speed. Um, mm-hmm. But we do know that EA, as always, will have games in development. So that should be interesting. But we're sticking with EA, Alex. Carry Speaking on. Speaking of EA, nice. Uh, EA was not particularly happy with Battlefield 2042's launch. EA's chief executive officer, Andrew Wilson, seemed to sum up by saying the launch of Battlefield 2042 did not meet our expectations. So basically, he just said it was shit. Can so, I uh... say, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, go all the way back to find the episode from like seven, eight months ago when the trailer first dropped and it's got Battlefield. <laughs> I told you all that this game was going to be shit. And everyone's like, no, the trailer looks sick. The trailer it looks has sick. a tornado, man. A and tornado I said, I said, EA, make good trailers. Yeah, it's going to be shit. 
and boom, yeah, it's did. shit. You, did. you know what I mean? <laughs> I told you all, you do not fuck with Call of Duty. I'm telling you, they just do, EA just cannot compete. It doesn't mm. compete with people, right? That EA yeah. can make good, F- they've made more bad FPSs than good. Just remember that, people, okay? What about ratios? <laughs> PlayStation Now February 2022 lineup is as follows. GTA Vice City, the definitive edition, Little Big Workshop, Through the Darkest of Times, and Death Squared. But So obviously you can get, now get access to two of the three GTA games in the definitive edition via PlayStation Now. That's GTA 3 and Vice City, the definitive edition. But nice. Alex, I'm excited about the next one, man. I'm actually surprised. I know. I'm For surprised. all you fans out there, the PlayStation Game size Twitter account has revealed that Dying Light 2 on the PlayStation 5 weighs in at half the size of the PlayStation 4 version. The PS5 version of Dying Light 2 will be 25.419 gigabytes. That's 25 gig. While the PS4 version weighs in at much heftier 50 gigabytes. Uh, This is all thanks to the Kraken compression technology employed by Sony's new home console, resulting in much smaller file sizes. Amazing. Yeah. As uh, Mark said, he did say, we're going to make things small. You know, so anyway. (laughs) Uh, On to the next one. Speaking during a live stream for the Final Fantasy VII 25th anniversary, Square Enix's Yoshinori Kitasi revealed that the company plans to unveil Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two at some point this year, finally. Basically, what he's saying is when Sony have a summer showcase ready, we'll show mm-hmm. you Final Fantasy VII then. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, All right, and, and uh, Evil Dead. Uh, Evil Dead? Evil Dead, the game. That's only very Western. Anyway, uh, it's been delayed once more. Uh, well, this time it's only by a few months, and it's now set to be released in May 13th, 2022. So, can I just say, on. isn't Evil Dead based around the bayous and stuff like that? So, you said the Evil so. Dead correctly the first oh, time. Right. That, that's, that's Evil right. Day. Evil Day. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Uh, um, and final, what... this one excites both. Oh, of us. yes, Netherrealm yeah, producer Jonathan Anderson has accidentally leaked Mortal Kombat 12 himself nah. here. A picture, yeah. so the picture was of a desk showing memorabilia, but on the screen, which you could just see on the right hand side, was Mortal yeah. Kombat 12 details. Like you Please. didn't do that on purpose, mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, the funny thing about the 21st century, yeah, it is so cheap to market things now, you know, mm-hmm. I mean? they don't have to do anything. Uh, and that went around the world. He put it up and then he took it down instantly, didn't he? So, leak my ass that's he just, just, he, just, he, just he just had to wait two minutes yeah. for someone to pick it up then delete it and that's it yeah mean? oh it's been shared great fine done done job done that's well, it play the switch all right and so uh we're going to jump onto the charts and numbers for this week uh so we're gonna start from number 10 these are the uk charts uh we do it every week and so at number 10 we have just dance 2022 i know it's still there uh and at number nine another game that is just like a vampire or a zombie is grand theft auto 5 at number nine and number eight call of duty vanguard at number seven, Minecraft on the Nintendo Switch, still going. Uh, at number six, The Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild. Wow. I mean, that game came out umpteen years ago. Uh, number five, <laughs> whatever. Uh, number five, Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection. Great game. Go play it if you haven't, if you haven't played it already. Um, at number four, uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons. A game, again, that doesn't die. At number three, FIFA 22. And at number two, at number two Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And at number one, uh, the brand new Pokemon, Legend of Arceus, or Legends Arceus. Anyway, so those are the top 10. Biggest single Pokemon game launch since the Game Boy Advance in 93. You know what I mean? That shows you how big, because obviously there's a lot of double games and stuff like that, but this game has been huge. Um, So it's been massive. But yeah, great charts there. 
GTA it's just not leaving. <laughs> uh, and then finally, we'll move on to the rumor mill. Uh, we've only got one rumor this week. Uh, Nathan right. Drake could be making a leap to Fortnite for an Uncharted related event, according to references to the Naughty Dog developed franchise unearthed in a leaked challenge description. Obviously, with the film coming out, the Thieves collection out, you're going to want to like milk the character as much as you can. Yeah. Everyone yeah. ends up in Fortnite, don't they? No matter what. <laughs> but, Alex, what and, are we? And Destiny. <laughs> Tell the listeners before we go. Obviously, no letters this week, but tell the listeners, what are we going to do in seven minutes' time? In seven minutes' time, it will be the first SOP, State of Play, from Sony of the Year, and it'll be showcasing GT7. So we're going to be diving into that. Make sure you tune in to the latest PSX. If you're not a PSX, or if you're not a Patreon member, make sure you go to patreon.com forward slash latest PS5 and get yourself signed up so you get access to all the exclusive shows you get it before everybody else and some memorabilia and exclusive content and competitions coming your way so uh, please make sure that you uh, subscribe to that but yeah we're going to be diving over there like in the next few minutes guys so for me what you any last words Sonny? <laughs> well I mean by the time people listen to this it would have already happened so oh, how, yeah. how wicked oh, yeah. did Gran Turismo 7 look man oh, it looked that so was good, sick <laughs> yeah 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 oh my gosh I mean can you imagine that in VR oh my gosh yeah and that secret <laughs> we can't even talk about it right now Anyway, yeah, guys. no, a great episode. <laughs> so much to talk about. It was really exciting yeah. with the sales figures and Bungie as well. Um, it's great that it's multi-platform. Um, if you are a PlayStation fanboy, don't use it as a, oh, well, we got this, we got this. Just be happy that Destiny can grow and it will get bigger because all you want as a fanboy is PlayStation to make more money for some weird reason so they can make more games. And that's all we want. <laughs> games, games, strains, games. Strains, that's strains, all we strains. want, right? Definitely. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Remember, you can get in touch with us at the latest PS5 on Twitter and uh, the latest PS5 at gmail.com by email. Like, share, and subscribe. Show us some love and we'll see See you guys next week. Take care. See you later, everyone.